Hello and welcome to the Sugar Shots podcast featuring myself, Jeremiah Brown, aka Sugar J Poet, aka Don Demerara. Read and subscribe to Sugar Shots at sugarshots.substack.com or follow us on Instagram at Sugar Shots Podcast. Enjoy the episode. Okay, so Bobby Mono. <laughs> That's uh, that's uh, Toby's OG handle. I remember when you were like, "I've got to change this." I was really sad. I was like, "Everyone, no. everyone was like, no." I was like, "No, they're taking Bobby from us." I was like, "I got to be professional, guys." Damn, damn, <laughs> damn. It's cool. It's cool. We get over it. You always belong to the streets. Hold that <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Sugar Shots podcast. Sugar Shots are a little satin satin from me in your week to make you think and feel using a word and its definition as a jump off point. It started as a newsletter and now we have a podcast too. The formula is the same but a little different. Every episode I take an existing shot and break its themes open with a special guest. This episode, our special guest is multi-award-winning producer and writer, Toby Cherimateng. Hey. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, the shot we break open is Root 4, where I talk about how I'm rooting for everybody black, always. The following sugar shot was first published on May 26th, 2021. Root 4, phrasal verb of root. Support or hope for the success of a person or group entering a contest or undertaking a challenge. This week, I was minding my business when a friend of mine sent me a voice note. In the voice note, he told me that he'd got his grades back for an essay in which he'd used one of my poems to make his argument. He was arguing that art should be used to talk about the world in a substantial way. The poem of mine that he used was, I'm rooting for everybody black which was commissioned by the Barbican in 2018 as part of their Subject to Change series. As far as I'm aware, this is the first time my work has been referenced in an essay and it was very humbling. I was very spun and the voice note I sent in reply wasn't particularly coherent. What's the nicest voice note you received from someone when you were simply minding your business? Ah, that I've received? Yeah. I'm like, I'm a newly like voice note bandit like i used to be very anti voice notes oh so it's quite a recent thing like now now i'm a voice note like i i only really use voice notes but before i was very like anti them why were you anti voice notes because you know what you know when it pops up and you just see like three minutes and it's just like bro like just call me wow so you so but you're are you into voice notes now have you like developed as a human being i got (laughs) really Just asking questions. I got really into them during lockdown, actually. Okay. Yeah. What happened? What changed? I just feel like, obviously, you couldn't see people, Mm. but hearing people's voices was like, oh, this is really nice. And then I just got really into the voice notes. So now I don't mind. Like, I received like a six-minute voice note this morning. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) What I like is WhatsApp also have the times one and 1.5 and like times two speed. That is well. hilarious. It's brilliant. It's wonderful. Because <laughs> now it's like, 
now I can't be stopped. Now my voice notes can be as long as possible. Because if I send a 10 minute voice note, you can double the speed and it's now a five minute voice note. So it's okay. Like it's fine. You can't stop me. It's wonderful. Um, Obviously you, you're, you're Toby. Okay. So you, you are you. Thank you. Uh, this reminds me when like thing was like, you're Beyonce. Then Beyonce was like, thank you. That's, that's, I, that's, that's the energy really that I'm thinking of in this because you're, you're BAFTA Elevate. Okay. You are a Netflix documentary, you know, is out there. Uh, you've got the Black Ticket Project. Um, you are producing shows for Sky TV. Uh, you're, you're just generally out here, just award winning. I love that. I love, I love award winning at the beginning of stuff. So as someone who is, uh, is big in the game, do you ever feel like spun or like, whoa, what is going on here when like you or your work uh, is recognised by someone or something? Mm, every single time. Every single time. Every single time. It's really awkward for me. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> like I'm a back, like I'm a I'm a corner person. Like I'm a background person. Like I like just like finding my little corner in the back of the room and just staying there. Yeah. So like when things happen that are very public, it's a bit it's a bit much for me. <laughs> like I just leave my phone like far away from me, and then I like eventually come around to it. Oh, is it is there any time you like? I don't know, come back to your phone and you see that, okay, so I know, I feel like it was Mallory Blackman tweeted you mm. one time. Do you have any, either like, tell me about when that happened or like any other situations where you're like, why, why is this person know my face? Why does this person know what I'm doing? Yeah, yeah. The Mallory one was like, it was like wild because like that was someone that I grew up Mm-hmm. reading do you know what I mean and so many people grow up reading and one of the few black authors mm-hmm. specifically um and probably the only black women author mm. and so like to exchange actual words with her was just like like never my wildest dreams um then I think another one was probably Clara Ampho okay because she like she nominated me for something which I had no idea about so like I think my friend sent me an article and and she was like do you know like Clara Ampho's like nominated you for a thing and I was like what (laughs) and she like sent the screenshot and I was like how the hell does Clara Ampho know who I am like and again she was someone that I used to see and you know she was like this dark-skinned black woman with like big hoop earrings and like this big afro and I was like yeah like that's me like that's who I want to be and so, and she's a Gemini as well. Just Jeez. I had to throw that in there. She's Gemini season. Come on. And so, like when when that happened, it was just like, how in what universe are, are our like crafts that like, are our, our paths crossing? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's always like the weirdest. And then you're just like, oh, who else is watching that you don't know who's watching? Because I, I chat a lot of rubbish on social media, <laughs> so then it made me a little bit skeptical was a bit like oh there's probably someone else that's like wow this person is not okay yeah I mean I'm not going to like lie to you and pretend that you don't chat a lot of rubbish on social media like you do it's it's factual it's facts it, it is mm-hmm. um but you're very worthwhile follow um but at the same time as well you're doing big things and it is it is cool 
to like see you get that recognition and stuff. And I feel it's quite funny because sometimes I'll just be minding my business on Instagram and I'm like, oh, look at Toby <laughs> just doing mad things. And I'm like, rah, go on, you're sick in it. Um, it's just, it's lovely. It's lovely. So I'm glad that you also get that from like people who are just like, why am I waking up in the morning? And Clara Amphor <laughs> has a nominee. It was, was it Forbes? Was that the Forbes one? No, she nominated me for the Duke and Duchess's something trailblazers, something, Bruh. something. Yeah. Royal family things, you know? I know. Mad, mad. And that, do you see how I said Forbes? <laughs> we didn't even get to Forbes, okay? It didn't, it didn't even happen. We didn't even get there. The poem lives on the Barbican website accompanied by an interview I did to go with it. When talking about my inspiration for the poem, I said the following. I think black people are being lit again, as they do. From Michaela Cole and Letitia Wright in Black Mirror, to Inua Ellums and the cast of Barbershop Chronicles, to Anita Barton-Williams and the Night Ho Noir, to Kendrick Lamar's Grammy performance, to everything Black Panther that's been building up recently. I've got friends starting up flight clubs and taking their GP exams. So I'm sitting there with this brief to write about change, thinking of these people, wanting everything that's going on positively to grow and multiply and be a beginning. As I'm thinking about all of this, Toby, at Bobby Mono, now at Toby Kaye, tweets, I'm rooting for everybody black. And I realise that's the vibe I'm on. That's everything I'm feeling and trying to write about. And that's how I got the frame for this poem. That's where the inspiration came from. You tweeted, I'm rooting for everybody black. Always. Uh, word to Isare. Uh, why is it important to you to support black people? Not just in general, but like, why Why is it important to you? It's just my natural state of being. <laughs> I like, love that. When it comes to, do you know what I mean? That's the only thing me and Dr. Uma align on. <laughs> It's like, it's like that if I was, <laughs> Hey You know He's a complicated guy Complicated is a very nice word <laughs> I love the diplomacy right I now I am being very diplomatic But that aspect I Yeah mm-hmm. That's that's the thing That is just my That I can't imagine any other way of being Like it just feels very alien Mm. to me like when people don't have that that spirit or that mindset it's very off mm. um and I and like when you were naming all the things that you were just naming I was like wow like yeah 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 like I remember all of these moments so distinctly because they were moments that we all like collectively shared and, and celebrated and reveled in um and showed out for because it's like why wouldn't we do you know what I mean? Even just as a people, like we're very extra. We like go all out for no reason whatsoever. So, unprovoked. Unprovoked. And so when something happens that does like that does warrant that that kind of response, like it's only natural that we will be, you know, first in line mm. to want to celebrate and want to big up ourselves and, and big up each other. So that yeah, I don't think I've been any other way. I feel like a lot of the people who are the most supportive and the most kind of 
aunties on the sideline at the race, like, we're like, yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> um, often are, are the ones who don't get as much support as they, like, they should and don't get as much support as um, they warrant. Uh, so for you, as well as being someone who supports, um, I know that you're also someone who is well supported. Um, mm. So what does that what does that support mean to you? Like when you, I don't know, as much as it can be maybe cringeworthy at times when you're like, why are there's like these people <laughs> on my phone like always going on? But like, what does that? I guess when you're able to get past this sort of the anxiety of it or that side of it, like what does that mean to you? It's everything. Like I feel like in in every um, sector that I've worked in or whatever, like I've always been able to build such a beautiful community or I've always been kind of like welcomed in by like really great people. Like when I think about some of the people that I've I've met over the years who I guess now are like family, mm. but at the time were like peers and mentors and people that I didn't know I was going to build like such fruitful relationships with like Inuit Ellums, like Roger Robinson, uh, like Yomi, Shade, do you know what I mean? Like these were people that kind of like really took me under their wing when I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going or I was in a very new space. And I feel like I've kind of had that wherever I've kind of moved to. Um, and it's everything. Like I feel like I can't, I wouldn't be able to function without it. I feel like there isn't, there is very little that I do that feels like it's just me by myself. Um, and so having that community and having other people, it just, it it's necessary for the work to be done. It's necessary for me to live a fruitful life. Um, and so like, even though it like, especially Yomi, Yomi is someone that will call me every single time something happens because he knows how much I hate it. <laughs> he knows that how cringy it is, but he will do it every single time. And then I'll do it back to him as well. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like having that, like even in the moment, it's just like, oh, like I want to be invisible. It's like, yeah, we all want to be invisible sometimes, but then when we are seen by like the right people, you know, it, it fuels us. I'm very much in love with my friends and and my my community and my my peoples. I've seen Yomi uh catch you in public and <laughs> and guess you and uh it's it's quite a sight to behold as Yomi does his thing and Toby stands there stock still with a look that says I could kill you in this instant. 100%. Immediately and and Yomi is unperturbed. Um, I love it. It's beautiful. In what ways do you want to see black people prosper in theatre and film in the next few years? Oh, I really want us to be able to to play more mm. and just experiment a bit more without like the pressure of like, oh, this has to be really good or oh, this is going to represent a whole bunch of people or um, I can't make something that I don't like myself. You know, like, I just want us to be able to have the space to just, like, play with ideas and with forms and be like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> and there's no, like, there's no 
anxious feeling of what are the ramifications of that mm-hmm. like am I going to get commissioned ever again because this thing didn't work out or um is this going to make my entire community look bad or do you know what I mean like just to be able to have the space to just like try things out and if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't um and feeling like the freedom to be able to do that with the people that we genuinely want to do it with as well um and with resource um I think like that's something that over the last couple of years I've been thinking a lot about just like where is that space for us to just like play and experiment and Mm. share things with each other and you know see see how it goes and I don't know I don't know if we have that space necessarily Mm. so that's that's something that I really would love like I would love for the big money people to resource us to just play and experiment without that added pressure of having to make something that's perfect or having to make something that everyone is that's going to cater to everyone Mm -hmm. as well like I don't really I actually don't feel like everything is for everyone I'm kind of not about that life I (laughs) I I so thoroughly agree with what you're saying I think that the idea of the freedom to play and the freedom to not to not have to be excellent um yes oh my god like the black excellence industrial complex i'm sorry but uh, i can't <laughs> it's it's i think it i'm very much here and i, I catch myself doing it um a lot of the time but i'm very much here for black mediocrity mm-hmm. um because we don't really get a chance to be mediocre and i think mm-hmm. i feel it from my response sometimes when i go to uh, the theater or I go or I see something on TV and it's a black person that's behind it and I'm like ah oh, this wasn't like this wasn't great and mm. then I'm like ah oh, damn it will we get another chance like will right and I think that like that inclination of whoever does something or whoever's stepping through the door has to be exceptional mm-hmm. um needs to die uh it's so damaging it, it really is and I think when Roger Robinson comes through and wins the T.S. Eliot Award, it's like, it's it's amazing. And mm-hmm. the collection is is wonderful mm-hmm. and and perfect and, and beautiful. And also at the same time, like, I want black authors to not have to write a portable paradise for their books to sell, for their poetry collections right. to be put in Waterstones, to right. be, to get to get that shine because I know for a fact that there's uh, white authors who are in Waterstones next to a portable paradise and their book is not a portable paradise. And Mm. I think that, that need for you to be exceptional and excellent um, is really, it's really just a lot. It's just a lot. And I, I think I am trying to be more here for black mediocrity because that freedom to play is just it's so important yeah it's so important a lot has happened since february 2018 but one thing that hasn't changed is that i'm rooting for everybody black always returning to this poem and interview has reminded me how rewarding that is the friend that i referenced who has taken their gp exams is a gp now I'm still rooting for him. 
It's just what I'm rooting for has changed. Him and his wife are now expecting their first child, so now I'm rooting for him as a parent. Every artist that I reference is prospering to an even greater degree than they were three years ago. The poem almost feels dated because of how much they've prospered. I celebrate Michaela Cole for being in an episode of Black Mirror. This week, she's just won a BAFTA for I May Destroy You, which she created, wrote, co-directed, executive produced and starred in for BBC and HBO. It's beautiful to see growth and be able to celebrate at each point of a journey. You were rooting for Everybody Black in 2018. Uh, when you were Bobby Mono and uh, not Toby Kaye. Um How has rooting developed for you since? I feel like now that I've got more resource, mm-hmm. like more money, like very, very little, but more money <laughs> and um, time and... Um, maybe like more of a platform as well I feel like I'm able to root for people in more like tangible ways because I think I was always shouting about things and I was like this is amazing everyone should go see this or da 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 whereas I feel like now I can like buy that person's book or buy that person's pamphlet or donate to their whatever or go to their event um, and still talk about it you know, and I feel like I I always wanted to be able to do that tangible part of it. And it kind of got on my nerves, like whenever I wasn't able to do that before. Um, and so like I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to like translate that sort of rooting into to something else. And not everyone is able to do that. And I don't think it's like a more important way of rooting. But for me personally, it's like something that I wanted to be able to do. Like I wanted to show like my tangible support for someone. Um, and so that's probably like the main the main way alongside the things I was doing before, which was just like shouting about everyone and uh, recommending people for stuff and trying to put people forward for things and trying to put people on and trying to pay people myself for jobs um, and things like that. I think I'll always kind of do those things as well. I think that's also you have a habit of shouting about things and you have a habit of being like I really like this this is really great so I'm going to speak about it um and I think your nature continues the same but obviously um you've done more things now you've been through more doors you have uh more of a platform your platform has increased and it's grown and so I think it's also quite powerful uh, to know that the things that you keep doing from day one, so like the same things that you were doing from the jump, um, just doing those the same has even more of an impact just mm. because you as a person are an increasing force as you move through life. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's also just like a beautiful thing as well. He um, poets, man. Yeah, what? you as a person are increasing force as you move through you know people don't actually talk like this in like general it's only poets that talk like this and feel like everyone talks like that that's that was that was a really like beautiful thing that you just said but you said it like you were like reading the victoria line (laughs) (laughs) because it's 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 facts it's not 
it's not poetry it's just true um cool uh no you're not gonna do this you don't get to guess me this is my podcast behave yourself um okay cool how are you rooting for your friends at present or for your people at present um yeah what are certain things where you're like i want to shout about this right now Mm, um during lockdown specifically i kind of like converted into a florist Okay. I just kept like sending all my friends flowers. Oh. Because <laughs> we couldn't see each other. Usually I'd be like, let's come out. But like, we couldn't do that. So, um, yeah, I spent a lot of money sending people flowers <laughs> that die in like five days. You know, so it's kind of, you know, but it, it's nice. I feel like the initial, like, oh, um, feeling of it is like, it's like really nice. So I think with my friends, I've been, to be honest, I've been trying to be a better friend because mm. I feel like last year in particular was the ghetto. Like I was so burnt out by the end of it. I feel like because of the whole precariousness of COVID and lockdowns and stuff, I got very anxious about money and working and things like that. So before where I had had my boundaries where I was like no I'm not gonna do this because I don't have time I just said yes to everything mm-hmm. and like reverted back to like when I first started freelancing and that like almost killed me like by the end my body was just like you need to stop <laughs> <laughs> and so like I feel like because of that I was also very distant from like my friends and my family um and I was like I don't want to do that again like actually for me like being a good friend I have to it's not enough for me to be like you're my friend and I love you like I have to actively show that to to my friends um and so this year has been a lot about trying to be like trying to be a better friend and trying to be more present and trying to like show people how much I care about them in whatever way it's like whether that is like coming to their sharing or whether that is like sending them flowers or sending them like 15 pounds on one zone being like go buy yourself some food like whatever yeah whatever that looks like I've been trying to do that more so I feel like that's that's where I'm at at the moment with my friendships it's, it's lovely <laughs> it's just it's lovely I'm so happy for you and your friends <laughs> whose artistic growth okay in the past few years has made you most joyful Who's artistic growth in the past few years? Anyone. Anyone. So it can be, it could be, okay, I'll give you this. Like somebody who you don't know, like a, like oh, okay. someone you don't know. And then like someone that you, you do know and someone you're like, you have a relationship with. Mm. Okay. I feel like something that everyone has seen over the last couple of years is these like, theatre people transcend to like really cool TV and film. So yes, you're Michaela Coles, but also like people like Papa, mm. people like Chopé, mm. you know, Fainty, you know, these are uh, Baruche. Like, I feel like we all kind of saw them like soar. Mm-hmm. And that was a really beautiful moment. Um, so I've been really excited about all of their journeys because I think it's just like, it's dope where when you see people like finally start to like get the accolades that they deserve. Um, out of people that I do do know, um, 
I think one of them is Sarah Niles. Like she's an actor. She's been about for ages. Okay. But she finally got her like big thing with Ted Lasso. Okay. The series. And she's again, she's someone that is just like and Ajoa Ando is also part of that. You, oh, there's just so many people. And you're just like, yes, like finally. Like I'm so happy that you're finally You've arrived to other people, but also this is always where you're meant to be. I feel like Roger's also one of those people, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like Bernadine is also one of those people with the half booker prize that they couldn't just make a decision on. Um also feel like I mean I've spoken about him already, but I feel like I strongly feel that way about Yomi because I feel like he spent so long supporting other people and their artistry and their journey. And I feel like now it's all about him. And I love that for him because it's about time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, there are there are a couple of people, but I feel like it's it's everyone is just like gradually like getting the things that will always for them, which I really like. Yeah, I love... Um, I don't really, I've like seen Roger Robinson and met Roger Robinson. Um, but I, I, I also just love the idea that Portable Paradise, yeah, but he's been in these streets. He's been about. He's been about, like he is, he has been about and it's like he's put in the work. He has been here. Um, and so I just, I love, uh, yeah, when you say finally, and I think, I think there's a beauty to that, to that finally. I think there's also like an inner frustration for me sometimes because I'm like, these people, they didn't just become amazing mm. yesterday. They, they've they been being amazing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I look at someone like Yomi and I think, yeah, there's just, there's so much that he's done, that he's like, that he's supported, that he's, it's, it's nice, I think, sometimes when it comes at this point because... Mm everyone is just ready like everyone is ready for you to like bore through and and fly with your wings like everyone is yeah. just ready um so so that's an exciting thing to see as well sometimes when it takes that little bit longer it also makes it when you get there everyone is now ready for you we're like yeah, all that's true. we're all those aunties on the sideline now like waiting for <laughs> yomi to like come across the finish line we're like yay well not finish line because i know he's just started but metaphorically yeah Being an artist with other artist friends, I often have the privilege of seeing growth. There are so many people I know at different stages in their career that inspire me for various reasons. I want to see my people prosper. In particular, I want to see black people prosper. I'm rooting for everybody black, always, with no apology. Word to Popcorn. I went back and found the poem. It goes like this. I'm rooting for everybody black, always. Mostly that means I don't want the black character to get dead off first. My hope is a poke at the swaying Jenga tower. It doesn't always fall. Sometimes the black character get dead off second. I'm rooting for everybody black, always. Mostly that means screaming when I see a black face. One you recognise is sweeter. A British one is sweetest, like the taste of my shout when I saw Michaela Cole on the USS Callister. I'm rooting for everybody black. Always. It looks like he's singing and dancing, but this brother's taking enormous chances. Kendrick finishes. 
The audience rise to their feet applauding. White froth from every ocean gathered in that room to clap. Pastor came and preached the same sermon two years ago. Rockface hits water over and over hoping at some point they listen. I'm rooting for everybody black. Always. Mostly that means paying to see Black Panther more than once. So much black on a Hollywood screen I must soak my eyes in it. I would drown in black like a satellite floating in space. I am hoping against sense that Hollywood is the same. I am done seeing blackberries drowned in milk. I'm rooting for everybody black. Always. Have you ever had to deal with people being uncomfortable with your root in for black people? <laughs> when you say people... I, I'm i just asking quite interesting questions. Mm. That's just... It's just my question. I see. But also... I don't know, because sometimes it's not just it's not just uh, white people. Sometimes it'd be like yeah. other black people. And you're just like, mm-hmm. why does it make you uncomfortable that I'm here boosting black people? I'm like, are you not black? What's your problem? Yeah, 100%. Like when I first started Black Ticket Project, yeah. The... Shout out Black Ticket Project as well, by the way. Just, just, I, that, that is like, if I was to answer the artistic growth, I would have like, cheated and said black ticket project because i remember when you were just like i want to get these little black kids to the theater like who wants to help me and now i like turn around and i look at it and like i'm just like just so many people yes i I just love it like i love it i really love it and i am yeah i'm like yeah it's like one of the few patreons i have and so i'm like i feel it, it makes me feel like I'm doing something in the world. Um, I, I really, it makes me so happy to see that project. Like it, it, it's, it's one of my favorite things. Thank you. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's cool, and I, I love like what's been able to do. But yeah, when I first started it, it was that constant like, why are there only black people? And even I think one person was like, oh, so like Meghan Markle would get a ticket, but like a, a poor white boy wouldn't. And I was like, bruv, do you think Meghan Markle knows that? You think she's going to come and be like, hey, babes, can I have a free ticket for Small Island? Like, <laughs> what is wrong with people? What, what is, why? Uh. It was just like, you know, there's the Trinity, which is Meghan Markle, Stormzy and <laughs> that footballer. What's his name? Wait, Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the the Holy Trinity for yeah. the racists. Yeah. Like it's just those three, and so there was a lot of that, and then there was also some pushback from from other black people that were sort of like, "Not all black people are poor," and I was like, "Yeah, like I'm not who like this isn't even about. It's not necessarily just about cost. Mm-hmm. It's it's more about trust more than anything. Do you know what I mean? Like if if your boy comes up to you and is like yo, let's go to this thing, you're more likely to trust them than an advert that you've seen for that thing on the tube in passing that isn't necessarily aimed directly at you. Do you know what I mean? And so, like, when I gave people these tickets, it was, there was a reason for them to trust me a little bit more. And that's not even like they trusted me all the way. It was just like, okay, cool, I can, like, trust you a little bit more that you want me to go and experience this thing. And there's no, there's there's nothing that I want back from that. So I never ask people what they felt or how they found the show. Like I never ask them for feedback. 
any of that kind of stuff. Like it's always like, here's a ticket, go see it, boom. Like that that is literally it. Um, and so like it was kind of interesting having those conversations with people that, you know, I guess, again, I think it was the swell of the whole like black excellence kind of era as well. And it's like, we want to be portrayed in a certain way. And it's just like, yeah, but that's all well and good having Barbershop Chronicles, but if we're not watching it, what's the point, you know? Exactly. It's, it, it's. I think part of it is, it's accessibility. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean, um, as you were saying, people can't afford to go or whatever. But also, you don't have to be broke to not be able to afford, afford theatre. Like, like, I, there I I don't go to the theatre more time unless I can get a discount code Fact. from somewhere. Shout out the rendition because yeah. because they are doing good work and there's a lot of theatre that I wouldn't have gone to um because theatre is not it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Whether you've got whether you've you whether if you got money, theatre is still not cheap. Yeah. Um and so, then if you had like your last ten pounds for enjoyment and someone's like, go spend it on the theatre when there are other things I could do with that ten pounds, yeah, it's like, nah, like this isn't something that I do on a like on a regular. Mm-hmm. So I think for young people now, for them to like just be in the culture of going to see stuff, like I don't care about the numbers for Black Ticket Project. We work with a lot of the same people all the time because it's about them. Like there were some of those kids that would have seen Barbershop Chronicles in 2018 and have continued to see work mm-hmm. by Black Ticket Project up until now. So that's like. I lost this bad stuff. Four years, three years. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, four years. Four years. So that's like four years worth of seeing plays. And you're cultivating something by that. And and I think what I always think about is there are there are things that influence that have influenced us as artists. Or um, I think about uh, myself with with Barbican Young Poets, but I think of. Mm. Sometimes, like the stories Kareem tells about just meeting Jacob and mm-hmm. the time and the pivotal, how pivotal it was for him to like meet Jacob and have that relationship for him as an artist. And now, now Kareem is one of one of the best. I love him. Artists to to be Fact. creating things in the UK, and Fact. I think it's it's doing things like the Black Ticket Project. Is you don't know what you're cultivating. You don't know what. And you may never know, like mm-hmm. you may never know what you've cultivated in uh, one young person or hundreds of young people um, or just people in general. But I think it's it's that it's that opportunity to to contribute. Um, and it may not it may not have a, I'm going to go and be a playwright now. It, yeah. it may just it may literally be like, raw like. I'm actually just gonna pay attention in English and exactly <laughs> and that allow. Do you know what I mean? It, it's so the the impact that it can have is so varying. So it's just like I think it's beautiful for that reason. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm not alone. I feel like at the beginning, a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is a way for people to like step into the industry and have a career." And I was no, like, no, "No, absolutely not." The whole thing is that they go to see something. That is the beginning and the end. There's no ulterior motive that's, to it. That's it. That's it. And that can be so beautiful. What's... Mm, I want to ask anyway. <laughs> what's the biggest challenge to you rooting for everyone black? The biggest challenge? Yeah. Um, I thought it's kind of like what you were saying before. Like, I still definitely have my, like, 
internal biases mm. when I'm watching something. I'm just like, oh, this this isn't excellent. This could be so much better. Um, and I've tried to like just watch things for what they are and enjoy them for what they are um, instead of like having to add some like that line could have been cut out the script. Yeah. Oh, the continuity on that shot wasn't wasn't good. Da 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 da. Trying to add all this technical stuff that doesn't need to be involved. So. That's something that I'm I'm recovering from. I'm trying to, you know, I'm in I'm in rehab for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on. I think my one, particularly with like TV and theater, I think I try to critique it and have the expectations of it that I afford to non-black theater and TV. Mm. So if I'm watching a, sh- a play that's just white people, what what do I critique and what do I look at? And mm. I want to bring the same things to to black art and theater what's what's the best thing about rooting for everybody black always um do you know what i really love is how people do it oh so you know now you'll just be like come on pink shirt come on sweatpants (laughs) you just put you just say the thing and that's it. That's the full compliment. That is the whole of the rooting. <laughs> I, I'm currently wearing a, a, a pink jumper. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting that. And I just took a little sip. Um, we, we are on the Sugar Shots podcast, so we've got a little bit of rum and apple juice. Um, and yeah, Toby tried to kill me just then. Toby, Toby tried to kill me. Like oh, yeah, I think one of my favorites is is um is that you like right. is that you? Yeah. I, I try I, to be like you, oh, oh my god! Do you know what? Oh, I was at um, I was at the uh, the Black Writers Guild, um, mm. and they had they had it was like the first meeting. Also, uh, a lot of writers, if you're listening, um, Black Writers Guild, if you just look into it looks amazing join, like join um just try to join um because there were also i was there and i was like there's too many of my peers that are not currently present mm. um but uh derek owusu and yeah mendez paul mendez mm-hmm. who wrote rainbow milk were on stage uh like talking to each other and um derek started to just say lovely things about <laughs> paul's writing and then paul was like uh, saying lovely things about Derek's writing and he was like obviously you know sometimes we get lumped together but it's like our writing is very different and um, I think Paul was like if I could do, 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 do like you then you know I would mm. but I can't so I write the way I do and Derek was like well if I could do, 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 do like you then I, I love it and it was just I was there and I was like <laughs> of course you get two black men on stage and they they like devolve into I'm just trying to be like you like it was I absolutely loved I love I love that moment. It's yeah. just yeah, uh, yeah, and and it's because it's so genuine as well. Because it's like you you know that like genuinely, my genuine, just like I want to like I just I'm just trying to be like you, like legitimately. It's, and it goes on and on. It's like never, and it just escalates into ah, like I love I love <laughs> just I love the escalation. <laughs> so this is uh, this has been root for uh, with Toby Chiromateng. Bye bye. Boop, boop.
At the beginning of the podcast, there was, uh, and at the beginning of the sugar shot, there is a definition of the word. So there's a definition of root for, mm. um, which was support or hope for the success of a person or group entering a contest or undertaking a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that I would like to end this podcast is by asking you, uh, do you think that we need to redefine root form? Is there a is there a better definition? Is there a Toby definition for root four that you would that you would like? I think we can expand on it to mm. include I guess something that's more like holistic and bespoke to each person. Like I feel like the way just so people know that the way that they root for their pupils is legitimate as mm. it is. And there's no wider expectation unless that expectation comes from those people. Um, yeah, like I don't, I don't want people to feel like pressure or feel like they're not doing enough. Because I feel like more time for a lot of us, like you really just needed that one person to be like, that was sick. Do you know what I mean? And that, that was it. That's all, that's all you needed. Um, and so I, I, I would expand it to just sort of like include um, doing that in a holistic way that is very much in conversation with the specific people that you're rooting for. And that is a beautiful, beautiful definition of root for. Uh, Toby, thank you for coming through. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast. It is a pleasure to uh, to see you and to have you and um yeah that's that thanks for having me even though i don't support member podcasts <laughs> <laughs>